Welcome to Keeping It Real. Thank you for joining for another episode. Today we're talking about hacking your mind and your body. Both very important details in your life. I would say you need a fully functioning mind and a fully functioning body if you really want to max out the time that you have available here in this world before you die and get buried. So... Before I get started talking about that, one thing very disturbing that I just wanted to bring up real quick is the possibility of these vaccines turning into vaccine passports. Now, I don't know if any of you have heard about this. Hopefully you have because you're keeping up with this somewhat. I wouldn't bury myself in this information or news and stay too um, submerged in it, should I say. I mean, it's relevant, but don't let yourself get caught up in the whirlwind of bullshit that is the news these days. But they're literally talking about making the vaccine a passport to where you cannot travel without it. Now, internationally, I've already heard this, but now I'm hearing New York is making it part of their compliance deal to leave and reenter the state, which meaning... If you're in the United States like I am, it could turn into a big deal for you living right here. You could get trapped in your own state. How far could it go? Could you have to have a vaccine to have a job? Could you have to have a vaccine to go to the grocery store, to the movies, to a ball game? Could they take away all your rights and make you literally suffer and die because you don't comply and get a vaccine? What the fuck kind of shit is this? It's ridiculous. Now, I don't sound like the most educated person in the world to discuss this. I know, especially since I curse a lot, and most people equate that with a low IQ, but fuck you. I'm sorry, that's not right. Just think about this, look into it, and decide for yourself is all I'm saying before you draw any conclusions. Now on to hacking your mind and body. All right. So culture does throw around a lot of bullshit these days. The ideas. It's unverified supposed facts about the best diets, about the best workouts, the best meditations, etc. What are the best, simplest methods to develop habits around? That's what really matters, right? The simplest and the best. They're what truly matters. Most people, they don't think about this, though. They just don't think about what is the best. They follow trends. Let's be trend killers now, if we can. Most people do not need extremes in their life. Like becoming a marathon runner. Or spending two hours in the gym five to six days a week. Or like with diets, what about doing completely carnivore or completely all vegan? What about meditating one hour a day or more? I mean, you'd say this is not realistic, Jay. Totally unrealistic. Can't fit that in my lifestyle. Too much shit to try and think about, to try and plug into my lifestyle. I can't do that and be successful. 
it can turn into a full-time job fitting all these things in. They may be wonderful goals, truly. But there has to be easier habits to adopt for the average human being. Not everyone is extremists. Not everyone's an athlete. Not everybody is a biohacker. So let's talk reality for the average person to derive the best from their life. Let's start out with your brain waves. Scientists have been studying alpha, beta, theta, gamma for years. And many have heard of these different brain waves, but science has identified 50. You just don't hear about them. What is a simple thing to focus on out of all of this? I've spoke about some of these things before, but let's talk about radical forgiveness. Not just for other people, but for yourself. Yes, you need forgiveness too. But do you hold a grudge or ill will towards other people? Forgive. It can deliver your brain into one of the most beneficial states. Also, a daily gratitude journal. In the morning or evening. Now you can do that with the forgiveness and the gratitude. You can journal about them both. These simple techniques help you rewire your subconscious the part of your brain you don't think about for love and gratitude. The more your mind practices something, the more it looks for it, the reticular activating system. In this case, the more it looks for these things, it will lower anxiety and stress in your life while raising your peace and happiness. If it does that, are you not going to have a better life? It's like a computer. Reprogram it for what you want. Take out the negativity, put in the positivity, but you have to have a program. So the program is forgiveness and gratitude. Forgiveness for yourself and for the people that you hold grudges against. Anything. And then think about gratitude. Think about what you love, what you're grateful for, what you are happy for in your life. Down to the simplest things. It could be one thing that day. One thing you forgive about yourself. One person you forgive. You can make it simple or as complex as you want to. Just do it one time a day in the morning or in the evening. Journal about it or simply take a time out to meditate and think on it. Now, the more you practice, the easier it is to stay in this mindset. It has profound effect on your immune system, lowering and preventing future disease while simultaneously Increasing a blissful state that you can be in, you can stay in, you can experience all the time. So why would you not want to try and make that a beneficial part of your life by putting these practices in on a daily basis? 
if not daily, semi-daily, four to five days a week, something other than I'm off work and I don't give a fuck. Now I'm just going to vegetate and watch TV or play video games or jerk off. Bad. Do something healthy. Increase the happiness and the pleasure and the bliss that you get out of this life while you're here. It's seriously not going to take you more than 10 or 15 minutes in the morning or evening. Adopt it. Make it part of every day if you can. All right, let's move on. As everyone ages, inevitably, our body declines. You can slow the process and maybe even reverse it a little bit. Yes, you can do it. At 40 or 50 years old, you could be in a better shape, a better position than you were in even at the age of 20. Establish some set points for your health. You don't just have to accept gaining weight, getting weaker or slower as you age. Your set point, sorry, excuse me, your set point could be to lose two notches in your belt loop, then maintain it. If you go above that set point, then you may incorporate low carbs for two weeks with two or three weight workouts or cardio to your back at that comfortable spot on your belt again. Maybe it's any time during the day I should be able to drop down and do 25 push-ups or bodyweight squats. Make a non-negotiable set point in your life. If you fail one of these set points, you must go into corrective action, almost like you're punishing yourself, but this is for your good. It's it's most corrective action is anyways, right? You can and should occasionally raise your set point. One rep more or two pounds less I'll weigh. Now, with exercise, the trick is finding the minimum effective dose. Not everyone aspires to be a fitness model or a marathon runner. Not everybody is a hard ass like David Goggins, if y'all know who he is. In fact, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. Some of the athletes that I'm mentioning, they uh, uh, tear muscles, tendons, ligaments, or they fracture bones or destroy their back. That is the opposite of longevity. So, what will help us extend longevity? Let's look at some things that can definitely help while preventing the stresses and injuries of some of the extremes out there. Kettlebells are often overlooked. Hadn't heard of a kettlebell? Look it up. They are an excellent way to get a full body workout in. Do a kettlebell swing. Simple workout right there. Kettlebell swing. You start in a squatted position. You swing the kettlebell up in the air and then come back down to the starting point without slamming it on the ground. Repeat. Two sets of 50. Or five sets of 20. Should take you less than 10 minutes. Do it three to five days a week. 
Make adjustments that fit your time constraints and your goals. If you do nothing and you incorporate this, all of a sudden you're going to notice you're going to increase strength, muscle tone. Your cardiovascular is going to get better too because your heart's having to pump and your blood flow is having to increase. Your oxygen intake is higher. So you get nothing but benefits from it and it doesn't take that long. I'm talking minimal amount of exertion here to gain a benefit. I'm not talking about like even what I do. I'm trying to help out the average Joe that doesn't want to go to the gym six to seven days a week like I do. I'm more extreme. Minimal effective effort. What will get you results from the minimal amount of effort put in? Try those kettlebells if you're interested. But I got more things you can try too. Try Tabata. Look up Tabata. It's another way to get a high-intensity workout with minimal time commitment. Pick any exercise, say body weight squats or push-ups. Either one of these exercises, most of y'all know what they are. Do as many as you can for 20 seconds. Stop. For 10 seconds, you rest. Repeat another cycle for 20 seconds. All out. Stop. 10 seconds, you rest. You complete the cycle when you have done it for four minutes. Now, to get to four minutes, what I should mention is you have to do it eight times. Eight times 20 seconds with 10 second rest in between each one. Now, that's not just always going to be four minutes. It might be five minutes. So Tabata is doing a 20-second exercise all out with a 10-second rest. You'll have to have a timer for this. But as soon as that 10 seconds is up, you're back into it all out. Bam, go, go. 20 seconds all out. Eight times you're doing this. 20 seconds all out with a 10-second rest in between. Now, so it takes you, say say it takes you five minutes per exercise. If you do three different exercises, maybe it's a bodyweight squat, a push-up, and a burpee. If you don't know a burpee, look that one up. But say you pick these three exercises and you spend 15, maybe 20 minutes because you fumble with your timer or something. Anyways, you're not going to be perfect. I don't expect anybody to be perfect with their timer. Just try combining three or four exercises. It's not going to take you more than 20 minutes and you're done. Many people get the same results or better than the average gym goer gets. Try it three to four days a week. Okay, that's it. The kettlebells or the Tabata. Either way, if you're doing nothing, incorporate one of these. Get a fucking kettlebell or you don't have a kettlebell and you won't fork over the money and have Amazon ship one to you or on it. They have great kettlebells, too. Then do Tabata. You can use your freaking body weight. Then if you're just too fucking lazy to do anything else, then get off your ass and do Tabata for 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes. You're too fucking lazy to do that. Then enjoy dying fat and out of shape and bitching and whining that the world was against you because you're a lazy sack of shit. I'm trying to help you. You don't want to do anything. You don't deserve anything.
that's rotten, that's mean, but hey, I'm just trying to keep it real here. Okay, so you do do some of these workouts for the people that actually give a fuck and want to extend their lifespan and have some strength and some muscle and some cardiovascular conditioning and that they want to have a better life. Minimal effort to have a better life. That's what I'm showing you. You don't have to spend that much time and you don't have to put that much effort in, but you got to do something. So you want to heal and you want to grow some new muscles from that those workouts that you put in a couple days a week it's been scientifically validated you have to get protein in within 40 minutes post workout that's after your workout now the studies i'm referring to do not refer to food as far as the protein goes that is not the source the source that is found to be of the highest availability and help recover your muscles the best is whey protein. Yes, protein shakes. Find a protein shake you like. Whey protein. Try to get 30 to 40 grams of this kind of protein in after your workout. You will experience better gains from all that hard work you're doing. Even if it doesn't seem like a whole lot, it still it matters. So make sure that you busted your ass for a reason and that hard work sticks and you gain something from it. You want to see your bicep grow a little better. Your gluteus maximus start to bulge. Or your abs start to get a little bit more etched. Take in that protein so the muscles have the amino acids they need to rebuild from you tearing them up from working out. Within 40 minutes after the workout is done. Okay. Another thing you want to take care of for the sake of aging well is your skin. Sun exposure is good for your health. But long-term, repeated exposure can age your skin. Many people have seen this from the people that lay out in the sun all day or they're tanning bed junkies and they turn into a piece of old worn leather. They look horrible. Wrinkles are everywhere. This is not admirable. It's not what we're shooting for. And you should take a note from this. And if you haven't learned from looking at people like this, then let me tell you. The sun can age your skin. Long-term exposure to sun and UV rays, it ages your skin. The most important area to protect so that you halt skin aging is on your face because that's the most important area that everybody looks at. You're not really so worried about your feet or your, your penis or your breasts or your back. It's your face. That's the first thing people look at and decide your age. How important is it to keep that skin on your face looking good? You don't want it destroyed. So, what do you do to take care of your skin? Because you have to get out in the sun all the time. Pretty damn easy. Find a good sunscreen to apply every day that you're going to be out in the sun. 
And like I said, the other areas on your body are not going to show aging the same way. But if you're going to go out to the beach or the lake or something like that, of course, do the whole body. All right. That's a little beauty tip. Another important tip. Working out is important to stay strong, to stay resilient. But it's not the most important factor regarding your body shape. Remember this and never forget it. You can't outwork a bad diet. You cannot outwork a bad diet. 80 to 90% of the shape of your body is based on food intake. Most of today's society are sugar consumers. Everyday simple processed carbohydrates. Simply make a commitment to quit taking in the sugars and the processed foods. And it's almost guaranteed you will lose body fat, you'll feel better, and you'll live longer. Well, goddamn, sign me up. I'm already on here. I'm on this plan. So, good Lord, please, for the sake of your own life, and if you have children, they are looking up to you. As a representative of what is good and what is right around them, they will learn from you. Also, you're feeding them. Are you feeding them this shit? It's not just you. It's, it's about your children, too. Think about it that way as well. You're sending them to have horrible health at an early age and, and disease and horrible diagnosis from the doctor. So, I'm just trying to prod you. If you don't want to do it for yourself, at least think about your kids if you got some of them. It's proven that sugar causes neurohormones to be released. What are neurohormones, Jay? Well, you all have heard of them. Dopamine, serotonin, you know what that is? Yep, sugar causes massive spikes in dopamine and serotonin, just like illegal drugs comparable to cocaine and heroin. Companies like Coca-Cola and Nestle are the drug pushers. They want you addicted. People seem to ignore this until they are 50 or 100 pounds overweight or diabetic or having heart problems. Get off the fucking pain train, bro, sister. Stop eating that shit. And it's not just like a candy bar or a soda. Sugar is on, it's in almost everything. Even like the simplest thing like, oh, I just put ketchup on this or that. Ketchup's got sugar in it. Look at everything. Look at nut- nutritional panels. Just remember, seriously, that... If it's processed food, you don't want to be eating it. Processed food is junk. It's trash. Most all processed food is going to spike your glucose, raise your insulin, and cause disease and fat storage in your body. Managing all this with drugs is what you end up doing. It's a balancing act, and it only gets worse. Natural foods are going to be the key for you. Everybody out there, listen, meats, 
vegetables, fruits, nuts, if God put it on this earth, or if you don't believe in God, whatever nature has put on this earth, eat that. If you eat a natural, non-processed diet, well, every once in a while, you might have a Coke or a candy bar or some ice cream. Listen, I do it, but I don't have a cheat day. I have a cheat meal. Don't spend all day shoveling fucking garbage down. If you change your life by eating correctly and eating a natural diet, then Eat a little something every once in a while. Have that Snickers bar. Have a Coca-Cola after a workout. Go out with the family and have a hamburger. Whatever. Take the kids and grab an ice cream. But don't do it all fucking day, man. Don't push yourself back that far. And start drinking more water. Most people are dehydrated anyways. People are always drinking coffee. And Coca-Cola and Pepsi or alcohol. Find ways to flavor water without sugar or drink sparkling water. I do both. I like to get some kind of drink flavoring. I vary, but normally I get a sweet tea flavoring with stevia and that goes in all my water because I'm not a big water fan but that makes me drink my water without sugar and without any bullshit in it so I get it down and I'm not drinking a bunch of garbage all the time you could do the same thing try sparkling water out just get one of the sparkling waters that doesn't have sugar in it that's all there is to it use stevia as your sweetener if you need it. That's all I can tell you, man. You got to kick these bad habits. If you don't, you're going to die young. And if you make it to an old age, you're going to be in horrible health and you're going to wish you were dead. You might even get a gun and blow your own head off because you can't stand it no longer. So anyways, try and apply these techniques that I discussed with you today. Any of these techniques, one or two of them, all of them, you'll notice a change in your life in a month. I guarantee you that if you're not doing anything like this, if you incorporate all these in three months, you could be a dramatically different person in six to 12 months. You probably won't believe who you used to be. So live your best life. Listen, I love you guys out there in podcast land, and you're not going to live long if you're always eating trash and sitting on your ass doing nothing. The body is meant to move and meant to be physical, so do something with yourself and put better fuel in your mouth. Don't always shovel garbage down because it's convenient. The convenient lifestyle is the lifestyle that leads everybody to disease and horrible outcomes. Bad health is just synonymous with the American diet, and it's spreading across the world. Get off of it. Incorporate some of these tricks that I've told you today to be a little bit more pretty, to look a little better, to live a lot longer, to be more healthy, and to feel better. And 
whoever you're around, your wife, your kids, you can share it with them. It's going to be a good thing. It's like a great disease to spread, the disease of health and well-being. Let your mind feel better. Let your body feel better and share that with other people. That's what I call love. Anyways, that's the end of this show for today. Take these hacks for your mind and body and use them well. And I will catch you guys on the next episode of Keeping It Real. Remember, as always, if you enjoy the show, share it with your friends and family or anybody that might be interested in the subject matter that we share here on these episodes. And if you can, you can always donate That's right. For as low as a dollar a month to Keeping It Real on Anchor.fm. Find the show, sign up to be sponsor on with us guys here at Keeping It Real. And listen, I would greatly appreciate it. You'll help keep this boat afloat so we can keep moving and keep putting out shows. And I just can't tell you how much I'd appreciate that. It'd mean the world to me. And if you can rate and review because you're on Apple or another podcast site that allows it, then great. Do that because that brings more people to the site. Reviews. Everybody knows reviews, what they do. You look at reviews before you buy something. You look at reviews before you hire a service. You look at reviews before you listen to a podcast. So... If you can, leave a review. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, love you guys. I'll catch you on the next episode. Until then, keep it real, take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you, but please do all this at your own risk.